0: Welcome to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, thanks for joining us, uh, Yasmin Alia Khan. The name just has a beautiful ring to it. She is our special, there she is, our special guest host today, progressive contributor, a contributor to The Breakdown. Um, always a pleasure uh, to, to be, this is our first time together, but I've watched your work, and a pleasure to be with you today, Yasmin.
1: Happy um, to be here, Sharon. Yeah,
0: and I can't wait. Let's get right into it. We'll begin with, Police, cops who slammed a child and then said, you know what, I think we'll just bribe you. We'll bribe you to try to keep you quiet. When's that really gonna work? They thought it would, they thought it was the smart thing to do. wasn't, black third grade student at WB Patterson Elementary School in Washington DC claims he was assaulted. And then he was bribed by a police officer after school assembly. Just looking at the picture, it's heartbreaking. Picture, NBC 29 has it. Alexis Gibbs said her nine-year-old son, Raynard came home March 30th with bruises on his face. She asked him about them. And he told her the marks had come from an officer. The assembly reported, Reportedly, rather, was organized in partnership with the Metropolitan Police Department for the school's third grade boys. Raynard says the incident started when the topic of Crips and Bloods came up during the assembly. He said he and two other students were taken into a computer room accused of admiring gangs and then slammed into a desk, grabbed me by the neck and slammed me on the desk, Raynard recounted. Can you imagine? Third grader says his lip was busted. Another child's tooth was chipped. So not only should you not put your hands on a child, but this was apparently quite violent. You're going to chip some kid's tooth. Photos also show that Raynard has a cut on his right nostril. Quoting, he said, don't tell your parents. I get you all some pizza, he said. Keep it quiet. Don't tell your parents. School principal, Dr. Victory Thomas sent a letter home the following day after the incident saying, quote, during an assembly activity, it was reported by students that a visiting officer conducted a demonstration on a student that involved physical force. As a principal, I take this allegation seriously and I want to reassure families that we have followed all DCPS procedures regarding the conduct of any adult in our building letter also said the incident has been referred to Metropolitan Police Department for further investigation and internal DCPS teams for support for our students. The officer's identity was not released and the Metropolitan Police Department declined to comment about the incident to NBC 29 News as they are continuing their investigation. The school also provided no further comment on the incident. Uh, yeah, Yasmin, you know, one thing jumps out at me as we never seem to want to release the names of police officers, accused, okay, accused, but there's visible injuries. And so your reaction first to, well, let's start with how they reacted to it, and then let's dive into the incident.
1: Yeah, you know, I think these internal investigations that police forces are constantly conducting on themselves, No, we need some external investigators in there it doesn't make any sense to me as to why that's like an acceptable course of follow-through when these types of incidents aren't as isolated as we would like them to be so i think the response to to hide the name or to not release the name of the officer Fine, you know, again, nothing, like you said, nothing has been confirmed. These are allegations. We don't really know what happened. There was no cameras in that room, but I think that also is part of the problem. Why was this cop alone with these children in a room at the school? Why was that he allowed part. to be there? Yeah, uh, that part. The other thing is, yes, it's under investigation, but I
0: just, you know, I'll, I'll throw it out there. You would never do it. But if you were in a closed room with a child who emerged with bruises, another with a chipped, Tooth, the nostril has a mark on it. Do you think there would
1: perhaps be an arrest and then we'll figure out if you're guilty or not later? I think that would be a safe assumption to think. You know, a lot of times. You know, whenever we see things like this, we always want to give it the benefit of the doubt. But sometimes you're like, well, the kid went in fine and he came back out with a chipped tooth and he came back out with evidence on his face that there was some kind of physical altercation. We don't know what happened, but we do know that there was an adult in that room. So the, the logical assumption would be that that adult at least knew what was going on and didn't prevent it from happening or we don't know. And again, there was no cameras, and that is part of the problem. He never should have been in in there in the first place. And I think that alone is grounds to at least investigate that officer.
0: And there's something else that we should point out, because the boy presumably reported this first, and the family. The officer didn't even report that something had happened. Nothing was said at all. So this presumption of innocence and benefit of the doubt, that's all great, as long as it's for everyone, I happen to think police officers should be held to a higher standard, but if this is true, I think that's a dangerous person. Don't we need to know the name and more about these accusations?
1: Yeah, and that's a great point. You know, the, the child is the one who had to say something. If that was a responsible adult, if let's say something happened with the kids, right, and the adult was in there and couldn't stop it from happening. He, any responsible adult would have come out and said, this is what happened, this kid needs help, this kid needs trouble. But allegedly, the opposite is what happened, that the adult was the one who inflicted these wounds on the child. And then he tried to bribe him with pizza to not say anything. So obviously, he knew that this was going to look bad. And he knew that, something, that hap- something happened that should not have happened that is completely unacceptable. And that, yeah. that is a good indicator. He didn't say anything.
0: But that's right. And I think that that in and of itself is is circumstantial and points to perhaps a, a, a sign, at least down the path of guilt. But I hear based on circumstances, and I believe we see uh, child abuse mm-hmm. and assault battery here, and also probably a really bad police officer, because everybody knows if you tell a kid, shh, don't say anything, they're going to say something. OK, so I don't know why you would even bother to do that with a child. OK, so you you don't even quite, that alone means you should not be a police officer if that's what you think was going to happen. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, I
1: and. Going back to why these kids were in a classroom alone with this cop, you know, was this cop trained to counsel children on gang influence? That he, The reason that he brought them into the classroom was allegedly because they were admiring gangs. What was he planning on doing in that classroom with them? He wasn't authorized to discuss anything in private with these children. He doesn't know how to counsel children. He wasn't taught how to prevent children from joining gangs. How did he honestly think he was helping that situation? What did he honestly think was going to happen? Why did he put himself into this situation in the first place? None of this needed to happen. None of it needed to happen.
0: And if you wanna you know, be a one-man wrecking crew, Kanye admires Hitler. Take him into a room and talk as adults or do whatever you wanna do, okay? Leave yeah. the kids alone. Good luck. Uh, we appreciate you always, uh, Yasmin. And when we come right back, we're going to have another story for you on does everybody really get the benefit of the doubt? This is Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I'm Sharon Reed,
2: filling in for the doctor today. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, And for
0: Dr. Rashad Ritchie, the beautiful Yasmin Aaliyah Khan joins us today, a contributor to the breakdown. Always good to have you here. As promised, um, that question, and it's rhetorical, of course, uh, who gets the benefit of the doubt? Does everyone get the benefit of the doubt? Uh, not if you're a Black Harvard student, apparently. Mm -hmm. You'd be held at gunpoint. Held at gunpoint, even though you're in the Ivy League. Let's talk more about this, um, because it started with a prank. A swatting incident at Harvard University led to four Black students. Best and the brightest. (laughs) Happens to all of us. Held at gunpoint by campus police, It all resulted from a hoax 911 call. Early Monday morning, four Harvard University students were sleeping in their undergraduate suite, trying to get as much rest as possible before the new school week began. But at around 4 a.m., they were awoken by noises banging on their suite door, commands for them to open it. They did, which is when they were confronted by five Harvard University police officers in riot gear assault rifles in hand. They were then instructed by the officers to raise their hands, exit through their rooms, and enter a nearby suite, all while officers pointed assault rifles directly in their faces. That according to the Harvard Crimson newspaper. The victims of the hoax, Harvard seniors, Jarrah Kay, Cotton, Jasmine and Dunlap, David G. Madzee Van Yika and Alexandra Renee. An officer later explained to the students that a false report was filed to the Harvard University Police Department. It led to them believing there was a threat in the building, hence the riot gear and assault rifles. According to the Harvard Crimson, Cotton and Renee both received a call from the police a half an hour before the raid, but they understandably did not answer since they were in the middle of a good REM sleep. The Harvard University police spokesperson, Stephen Catalano, said this in an interview. Threatening violence against occupants, the officers searched the Levitt House suite with negative results for an individual with a firearm or any persons acting in a suspicious manner. He said that to explain why Harvard University police were dispatched to the building. Again, this was a hoax. This was a false report. Well, there's more. We were all extremely scared. This is the students, particularly because my roommates and I are Black students, said Jarrah Cotton, who have been bombarded our whole lives with stories and images portraying how situations such as this ended up terribly. We felt our lives were in danger. We are traumatized, Cotton said. She was disappointed also by the lack of University-wide response or acknowledgement. Being accosted in your place of residence warrants a university-wide response, warrants the president's attention, warrants the dean of students' attention, warrants an email at the very least. Reportedly, the FBI is working with Harvard police to find the suspect in this latest swatting hoax. There is so much Yasmin to unpack here. They were in danger. Their lives were in danger, okay? Um, Anytime police are holding assault rifles in the face of black people, it's a heightened, and it should be heightened awareness to the person who's on the, the other end of it. Your reaction to the university president's statement, because I think Ms. Cotton's right. I don't know why he wouldn't step before the cameras and command the attention of all of Harvard about this incident.
1: Yeah, I would think that he would care about the reputation of the university. And obviously, it's a very reputable university in the United States. It's the oldest university in the United States, and it has a lot to live up to. Uh, you know, as far as giving them the benefit of the doubt, as far as catching the person who did the swatting and taking this very seriously, you know, I'm not a criminal investigator or anything like that, but I would imagine it's very difficult to do that. But that said, we have seen incidents of just simple 911 calls that have gone sideways, not even swatting, just regular 911 calls that have gone awry because the dispatcher or the cop who took the call at their word, took the caller at their word in situations where they probably could have asked a few more questions. In this case, they tried to call the girls who, before they swatted them, but you know they were asleep because it was the middle of the night. You know, incidents like this one are obviously very disruptive and traumatizing for the victims, but they're also incredibly costly, right? It's a lot of resources and a lot of money. So you would think you can't expect them to care about you know, trauma to victims, because we know that they don't actually care about things like that, but they do care about money. And you would think that that would be more of a, an a, an instigator as far as them getting to the bottom of things like this.
0: Yeah, it's it's incredibly disturbing. And I'm not even sure, listen, I'm not a trained police officer, but I don't know if there's a real threat if I'd be knocking. I don't know if I'd be knocking. I'm glad they did in yeah. this case, and that the students were aroused enough and awake enough, okay? Try waking me up at 4 a.m. and who knows? I I might just get up swinging, okay? You never know what's going to happen. So this could have been a whole lot worse. And the response to it, great. The FBI is involved. Harvard, what are you going to do about this? And another reason I think that the president should have stood before cameras, uh, every student everywhere should have been within earshot somehow and let them know that this will be the first and the last because when we get you, there won't be another you're done okay whoever did this you're done an overreaction
1: or i don't know what do you think no i think it's a very serious thing and something like swatting it can ruin lives it can really really be very disruptive to people's lives to the victims i mean I mean, just the trauma of it alone, having a SWAT team show up to your door, especially in the middle of the night, you're discombobulated, you don't know what's going on. It's very, very scary and anything can happen. And in those very high stress situations, things can happen very badly in a in a deadly way sometimes, unfortunately. And I hate that this had to happen on the Harvard campus. You know, it's always disappointing whenever really educated people are so stupid and so ignorant. But, you know, even with an Ivy League education, sometimes, you know, you can't erase the way that you've been raised. So yeah. I don't know who who did the swatting. I don't know what the motive was behind it. But uh, I mean, one can one can imagine. One can imagine. One can speculate. One could, yes, we can. Okay. It's an educated guess. I think they
0: call it a hypothesis. Okay. That is. That is. <laughs> right. Is that right? Thank you. Uh, yeah. But I do think that it's important that Ms. Cotton, very smart Harvard student, reminded, at least that's how I took it, about what they face every day, mm-hmm. Black and Brown people, not just students. Mm-hmm. And I think it was important as she spoke out about what happened to her and her classmates, That that we're already up against so much, and it makes me wonder more about if Harvard is a welcoming enough place, welcoming enough, and if they even realize what it takes in this case to make sure Black students, all students, but Black and brown students feel and are actually safe.
1: Yeah. And whenever we think about Ivy League education, there's so much stigma that comes with it as far as people paying to get their children admitted into it and all kinds of affirmative action, pushback that you get specifically with Ivy Leagues, because they are very elitist. They are very exclusionary. And that's what makes them so elite in a lot of ways and so expensive, right? It takes a lot of work for people who are not, you know, the children of senators or whoever to get into these Ivy League schools way more than even just, you know, having a a high GPA and being involved in all these extracurriculars. You really have to kind of get lucky to a certain extent and also just break every barrier that's thrown at you. And once you get there, that's such an accomplishment, such an achievement, you really did earn it. And then these kids, they're living on campus. You don't want them to feel unsafe or unwelcome there. And if these universities and these, you know, these Ivy League universities don't do something about that culture, I think they're going to suffer. They're going to see drops in enrollment. And it's, I think, long term, they're going to feel the negative impacts of that.
0: Yeah, we haven't even discussed where Harvard is located. Okay, it's not the easiest city. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, I, I once
0: heard a basketball player who was drafted there say, I'm not going there an NBA guy. Maybe somebody will remind me, Jordan, remind me who that was, but it probably wasn't the only one. Okay. I think Bill Russell could talk about, well, he could have talked about and did eloquently the experiences in the city. So there's so much that's piling up, right? Piling up on top of everything else. And then, oh yeah, you are supposedly amongst the best and the brightest and yeah. you have competed to get there, and you have to compete to stay there and be recognized and appreciated there, right? And now you have to put up with this, you know? I don't want to be graded on a curve, but mm-hmm. I don't know how you could perform after that and actually feeling, because what would have went through my mind, Yasmin, is Brianna Taylor and so many other
2: names.
1: Yeah, and I think that's completely reasonable because you can be someone who's literally sleeping in your bed and then something really, really deadly and horrible can happen to you when you're you haven't done anything. It wouldn't even be a thing that you think that you're 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 waiting for. You know, you haven't done anything that you're guilty of. Why would you be expecting any kind of consequence or any kind of negative activity like that? You know, and I think Whenever things like this happen, I always tend to believe that these people are uneducated or they're ignorant or whatever. And so whenever these things happen on college campuses, especially, I'm just like, oh, I feel like you should have known better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should know better. What What's a hoax to you could be deadly to me. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. if that's not your experience and you're unaware of what's going on in the
2: world around you, how I don't know, privilege, then you, you may not realize that, but it's time to, to get real. This next story is really a trip. Um, what's
0: done in the dark will come to the light. North Carolina Democratic representative secretly switches to the GOP. Uh huh. North Carolina Democratic representative Tricia Cotham is her name. She secretly switched to the GOP last week, cementing the Republican supermajority in the House of Representatives and Senate. Cotham won the deep blue Charlotte area seat by nearly 20 percentage points. That was just five months ago. It was a crowded Democratic primary. Don't forget that. Hmm. How long was this planned? Cotham told your world she entered politics to be a public servant and stateswoman. Do greater good for all of the great state of North Carolina having served previously for a decade and returned to office after Time outside politics. However, upon her entrance to the caucus, Cotham felt her party had undergone a sudden negative lurch. Hmm. Quoting, I noticed some pretty big changes in the Democratic Party right when I got here, and it was very disturbing, she said. Adding she prominently features the stars and stripes on her personal vehicle and speaks openly about her faith. I've used Jesus several times when I've led our chamber in house prayer. I was told you can never trust a dem who wears camo and just this week was called an amosexual. She called those attacks antithetical to what the U.S. stands for and cited her past work formally across the aisle with Republicans during her tenure. Without Cotham, And two other absent Democrats, Republicans were able to usher the bill into law. With Cotham on their side, Republicans will dominate both state, House, and Senate, as well as hand the party a veto-proof majority against the Democratic governor. Of course, Democratic (laughs) backlash against Cotham came rushing in as news broke of her party jump, many calling for her resignation. House Democratic leader Robert Reeves says Representative Tricia Cotham campaigned as a Democrat and supporter of abortion rights, health care, public education, gun safety and civil rights. The voters of House District 112 elected her to serve as that person and overwhelmingly supported Democratic candidates up and down the ballot. The appropriate action is for her to resign. So that our constituents are fairly represented in the North Carolina House of Representatives. Anderson Clayton, the state's Democratic Party chair, and Jane White, Mecklenburg County's Democratic Party chair, reiterated Reeves' call for Cotham to step down, calling her betrayal a deceit of the highest order. Now, Cotham says, you know, it takes a lot. I'm a doer. I'm a risk taker. I do what I think is right, even if I'm the only one doing it. That is who I am and what I believe, she said, adding she's open to dialogue with other affiliated Democratic lawmakers who may want to consider leaving the left as part. So now she's, now she's a recruiter, Yasmin. Question number one I have for you. Should she resign? Well,
1: I... One thing that I thought was funny that she said was like within the last, what was it, five months or something, then she realized what the Democratic Party really was. Like, really, really, that's what happened. Yeah. As far as resigning, I don't I don't know if she should resign, but I feel like this shouldn't be allowed to happen because it's a literal bait and switch. Right. The people who voted for you likely voted for you because you were a Democrat, not because you were who you are and they loved you independent of party. You know, these people elected a Democrat and they expected their representative to uphold Democratic ideals. Maybe there could be a. what is it what do they call it? like a surprise election an emergency election mm-hmm. why well, can't special, i can't think special, a special election, election. Sure. thank you a surprise election is, is more exciting this is a surprise you. yeah yeah but yeah i mean but with that said even if or if that doesn't happen right if they are stuck with this now republican representative that they did not elect or you know that's upholding values that they do not support uh, we've seen mansion and cinema essentially switch parties without actually doing so, right? They can still be a member of that party and play for the other team. They just got a bad Democrat, and it's really, really unfortunate. I think this does call for like some kind of special election circumstance, though.
0: I think you're exactly right. And it may, just hear me on this, call for um, some special investigating. And I don't even mean necessarily official but I'd love to see some investigative journalism here because as we know with let's take the aforementioned cinema follow the money follow special interests and you'll find out maybe what she believes because she never really says she never really telegraphs anything because I don't think there's anything to telegraph and so this you know um on this level it just smells funny that and the recruiting Who got to her? Why are you so daft in not knowing? Is that the statement you put out? You don't know what's going on. That was your first point that you made, Yasmin, that you don't even know what the Democratic Party is. Okay, Uh, You know. I I mean, come on. I know there if I go to Chick-fil-A, which I don't really go to anymore. okay, but I know there's no burgers there. I do know that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it, it kind of speaks to a bigger problem in this country, right? I don't want to get into a whole discussion about the flaws of the two-party system, but this kind of exposes the limitations of having a binary party system, just speak strictly speaking as like a numbers game, right? When you only have two parties, if you're not one, then you have to be the other. And for the issues facing Americans today, that's never that simple. And it comes down to representation. You know, you have issues like this one where you have Democrats flipping to Republicans once they get into office. Then you also have redlining and gerrymandering and everything in between. But we have a problem in this country of inequity when it comes to representation in government. And the result is that there's a lot more red in government than there probably should be. There's a lot more red than there are red people in the country. And in this case, Democratic citizens were actually able to win an election and elect a Democrat to represent them. And this was the quote unquote Democrat that they got.
0: Yeah, I think you're once again exactly right. And I think that um, we're going to see more of these sneak attacks because that's what they really are. We can't win at the ballot box and we believe party over country and everything that's real. And so we'll just do it this
2: way. Much more indisputable when we come right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, In for the good doctor today, Dr. Rashad
0: Ritchie has the day off. The wonderful breakdown contributor Yasmin uh, Leah Khan joins us today, offering insight, commentary, and uh, just the right approach to life. I think you got the right approach to life. I know it already. Yeah. Let's get some viewer comments, Yasmin, uh, about the cop who slammed the child and then tried to bribe the kid to keep quiet with pizza, which was dumb. We've already established that mickey c silver-haired dragon says how small of a man does one have to be to see beating up a little nine-year-old child as proof of his manliness i say that small mickey (laughs) okay but that's just a guess it's just a guess i think you're right Ginny b tyt member says we have to do something about these cops and the quote power they continue to abuse over and over. So many of them don't deserve the authority they have. And that's really the key. It's one thing to get a job, wear a badge, carry a gun. It's what you do with it. I've seen mall cops act this way too. So it kind of doesn't matter what jurisdiction you're in, Jenny. About the four black Harvard students held a gunpoint over a prank. Okay, this could have turned out horribly. Cheesecake Brownie says, "We need tough laws on these disgusting scammers who have actually cost the lives of others. They have these students were just lucky. I'm afraid they were. I'm afraid they were. And it's an unforgettable. It could be a life-defining experience. Every time you see the next one, the next Rihanna Taylor, you're thinking about that. They have to be thinking about that." Um. Mickey C. has something to say about this, too, speaking as an old white woman. You're only as old as you feel, Mickey. I can honestly say that I get the benefit of the doubt far more than a black woman or man. And the fact that you said that actually is the best start. That means something, Mickey C., and we appreciate you. Now, this is the question. What in the red state hail?
3: You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie.
2: Now what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads.
1: I never hate I hate man. Somebody say amen.
3: <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all of you and be as clear and concise as possible. Bud Light and f- anheuser Bush. Have a terrific day. I've seen a lot, but
0: the worst of TikTok is better than that. Okay, why is Kid Rock doing this nonsense, okay? Why was it important to shoot up all that brew? Well, because of, well, you're looking. Dylan Mulvaney, trans woman, TikToker, did a brand partnership with Bud Light. That is the crime, according to Kid Rock. That's why Pam left him, okay? That's a cheap shot, sure. But I mean what I say. You wonder why it was just such a quick man. And she said, Tommy Lee is better than this. This is why. This is why. An old picture of Kid Rock, though, um, offers some irony. Can we put that? Who's this? Is that Bob Ritchie or lookalike This is an old picture of Kid Rock, apparently attending a drag show, drinking what? Bud Light. That's been circulating online. And people are pointing to it, saying there's nothing wrong with this. Except when you're a hypocrite, nobody likes a hypocrite, okay? Making the rounds, sipping it good, right next to a drag queen who was lovely, by the way. That's the old Bob Richie. And we believe uh, that was drag queen Wanda back in 2003. Kid Rock was relevant back then. I'm just reading a caption. Didn't need to shoot beer cans to prove his manhood, okay? Let's go back to Bob Ritchie today. He's, um, looks like he's battle tested today. Okay. Jasmine, where do we start with this one? Um, and by the way, I don't even know if he's a good shot. You can't go by that because it's an assault rifle. Okay. I don't yeah, even know if you're really a good t- shot. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't get on Twitter very often, but I was on Twitter the other day. I was doing some research for a story I was doing for the breakdown, and I saw that Kid Rock was trending, and I was like, don't click on it. Don't click on it. But I clicked, and it was just the most unhinged response to something that doesn't affect someone that I could have possibly imagined. Like, did he buy those beers just to shoot them? Joke's on you, Kid Rock. And good luck boycotting Anheuser-Busch also. They own everything. It's not going to go well. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: It's not going to go well.
0: And, um, yeah, just, I want you to sit down. I want
2: you to have a brewski and sit down, kid. Okay.
3: Now, typically, I don't don't laugh at senior citizens falling. Um, Everyone should have saw that coming. Let's put up the picture full mask here. Uh, The male Karen obviously upset at wet concrete. Uh, You see that wind back he's doing? I mean, look at the action of the swing here, okay? Not a lot of power in the delivery, but man, he gets a 10 for effort. And then after he commits felony destruction of property over $250 as a felony, he then goes on and steps into the wet concrete, um, something that, you know, a young man like myself would not have attempted, but he did. He tried his luck. Uh, report has it his left foot is still stuck in that damn concrete. All right. Um, we don't have a whole lot of information about this other than the man did not want the concrete poured on that street, said the truck needed to leave. Well, they look pretty official to me. I'm sure they had a permit somewhere. Uh, A.B., can you explain as a law student how destroying property is not an effective legal remedy in a conflict like this? There is a tort action that can be brought if, if there's adverse property damage to his yard, but going out swinging a hammer, breaking the property of the other person, not going to help you in court.
0: Um, Trump was probably right.
2: Um, the country is going to hell. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on him for having a barbecue
1: on a Sunday. Hey. You're I feel free! Right. Back off! I'm going to tell them an African-American man threatening my life. Say that again. You want to put me on on YouTube? What'd you say? What should happen to illegals? You're, you're, you're usurping this country. You're invading it. You're annexing whole freaking states and cities. Thank you. How you doing? Yep. See you, see you in the election, buddy. Yes, sir. No bank should give you a loan. Nobody should give you a job. What else? What else?
0: What a pleasant young man. Okay. This is that same old, this is my country and you don't belong here. I get to say so. You should have nothing. I should have everything. I don't even know where they were. It looks awful messy and that's their right, but I don't know why you're so angry with all the privilege that you have. Even the privilege to say this kind of disgustingness, this male Karen going on this xenophobic rant against someone just doing a job. Where does this anger and urge, I think really Yasmin, where does the urge to have no filter, and to release it all, and anyone and everyone come from.
1: I think it comes from a place of fear. I mean, this guy seems, oh well, he seems not okay, first of all. I'm not trying to diagnose anyone with anything, but he seems not okay. He seems not... In his right mind, or maybe that's just who he is. I don't know. But he seems very delusional and he's taking it out on regular people who are just trying to live their lives. You know, he's speaking about things that he clearly doesn't understand and he's terrified of things that literally are not happening. What states are being annexed right now? What cities are being annexed? I would love for him to tell me. But, you know, this is what happens when people don't leave their own neighborhoods. They have no idea what's going on out in the world and they're afraid of everything.
0: Yes. And, you know, in the next breath he'll say the south will rise you know i don't think he has a context of where we are in the world today other than that more hate is appreciated by some people who used to keep it in the house and therefore they want to join that that choir a chorus of hate and ignorance but um I think it's appropriate to continue to document these people. I just don't know. It's just me. And maybe you have a take on it. If there's enough consequence, you know, and it's not that I'm calling for everyone to lose their job. Although I hope this guy loses his job. Is <laughs> does that mean? I do. I'm lose his job. But it's more so I don't know if they're shunned enough. Yes, ma'am.
1: Yeah. You know, we used to shame people like this in society. And I feel like now we don't do that because everybody's ideologies and values and viewpoints are valid when the reality is that they're not valid. This guy's view that so-and-so, whoever he's talking to is annexing cities and usurping the resources in America, it's not based in anything. It's based in hate, and people should shame him for that, even if it's only purely social consequences. Those social consequences used to keep people in line back in the day, and now they just, they're just they not there anymore. So those parameters have just been eviscerated. Yeah, they have.
0: and And it does make you wonder if sometimes I think when we upload this stuff to social media... Those of us who are appalled continue to be so, Mm -hmm. and we might be a little numb to it, but we continue to be appalled. And then those who wish to applaud it, join it, support it, uh, also are energized, maybe get a little surge
2: from it. That's just me. Um, Much more indisputable when we come right back. Welcome back to Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Dr. Ritchie has the day off, so
0: it's me. Sharon Reed filling in alongside the beautiful Yasmin Aaliyah Khan, who is our special guest co-host today. Does it bother you sometimes? And I don't know, because some women say, I don't want to be known as the beautiful or the lovely. I do it anyway. But I think you're smart, and I think you have great commentary as well. But
1: that just popped into my mind, so I wanted to yeah, ask you. Yeah, this is right wonderful, there. yeah, thank you. I'll take all the compliments, thank you. I knew you would say that. Okay. You're very kind.
0: All right, uh, The Watch List, we should mention, one of our favorite shows offerings here at TYT. We love it, and we love JR. After you watch Unboss with Nina Turner, make sure you stay tuned for The Watch List. JR Jackson shares his take on the stories you should be paying attention to in the news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. Subscribe to The Watch List and watch live. You can do that daily, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, at youtube.com slash watchlisttyt. I love JR, and I love his, um, his cadence, even. I think it's just spot on. His commentary and the cadence with which he delivers it is just... And I don't usually say that about USC guys, but I say that about him. Love him, okay? He's great. Uh, Let's get some more viewer comments. TYT member about the male Karen proudly going on that xenophobic rant. Cheesecake Brownie says, "I don't think that guy has a job to lose (laughs) because I said I wanted him to lose his job. As tacky as that is, he is jealous and angry because he believes all his problems are because of someone else. Uh huh. They have been told that all of their lives, starting with their parents and grandparents, to their parents. You might have a point, Cheesecake." about Kid Rock shooting up a perfectly good case of beer over some nonsense, okay? The new Kid Rock. Richard B. says, I feel threatened. And that about does it. Tyler Hackner says, all these male Karens with the privilege and power they have, and they're still mad, okay? Still mad. And more about Kid Rock. Soul Life says he's a trumper now, their minds only go back to 2016. And it's that part, Yasmin, that I think really gets to me. You don't, know, I do think people change and they evolve, but you don't have this whole out of body experience, I don't think, without a major trigger in your life. And I'm still having difficulty realizing that Donald Trump for people. Donald Trump. This is a crazy conversation. okay? but it's real. We've been having it for five years or so is, you know, somehow their trigger. It's just fascinating to me. But we'll move on to this case, which has many twists and turns. It seems Jonathan Majors, uh, the case is not drop. okay? he's on top of the world. At least he was days before the incident, maybe even a day, 24 hours before the incident in New York. It's been weeks now since actor Jonathan Majors was arrested on assault and harassment charges. The Army pulled recruiting ads featuring Majors. Hollywood is yet to weigh in to these allegations, which are quite serious. Let's get it real. They're serious. According to the New York City Police, Majors are the recently released Creed 3 and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania. Involved in a domestic dispute with a 30-year-old woman, police responded around 11 a.m. March 25th to a 911 call inside an apartment in the Manhattan neighborhood of Chelsea. An attorney for Majors, Priya Chandri, came out more forcefully saying Majors is provably the victim of an altercation with a woman he knows and blamed the incident on the woman having a, quote, emotional crisis. Okay, I need to pause there because histrionics. Jasmine. Okay, we weren't there. We don't know what went down between these two. But he hires a female attorney who will all recognize at least a lot of us and immediately emotional. I use the word histrionics because that's really what what she meant to me. Am I wrong?
1: No, I don't think you are. And I think it's kind of, it's it's offensive coming from another woman that she would use that same tired argument. We've all heard that argument a million times before, but we all know that it's, it's not valid. It's not anything that should actually be brought up in an actual court case. But You know, a lot of times whenever you see these lawyers, these defense lawyers, specifically whenever they're trying to win a case for their client, they rely a lot on emotions. And things like histrionics will bring up a lot of emotions because they're appealing to a jury, ultimately. And in this case, the jury is all of us to a certain extent, because she's also trying to preserve her client's image in the public sphere.
0: Yeah, and um, she wants us to believe even more. And I'm going to take you through it. But we've kind of seen this script before. It's a well-documented script. Chandri, the attorney, said there was evidence clearing majors, including video footage from the vehicle where this episode took place, witness testimony from the driver and others who both saw and heard the episode, and most importantly, two written statements from the woman recanting these allegations. I guess all of that could be possible, but I have more questions, Jasmine, like if there's a video that shows the truth that he did not do this, he's falsely accused, wouldn't it be viral by now? I don't care what the police say. Wouldn't it be viral by now? The other question is who was paying the driver and presumably the entourage who's around this big time star? We listed what he's up to these days. Again, we weren't there But don't you think a woman recanting the allegations as well, Yasmin, is textbook abuse?
1: Maybe not in this case, or maybe it is, but that's not so hard to believe either, is it? It's not hard to believe, but we just don't know. There's a lot of questions involved here. And despite having all these questions unanswered and despite having all these, you know, hypothetical questions that have come up, you know, like, why did this happen? And wouldn't this have happened? And we've, you know, based on pattern recognition and things like that, as a public, we kind of are kind of adept at recognizing certain patterns of abusive behavior amongst people. And celebrities are no different. They are people just like we are, and they falter and things like that. But the difference is that everything that they do plays out so publicly. So yeah, if there was video, it's a safe assumption somewhat, unless it's been like filed in evidence or something like that, that it would have been viral now, that we would have seen something like that. But that said, you know, uh, Jonathan Majors, I didn't really know who he was before we started doing this story because I stopped paying <laughs> attention to the MCU after Endgame. Yeah. Like, I feel like you yeah. have to stop at some point, And that was it for me. And I've never seen the Creed movies, but, um, you know, I have seen him before. I saw him, what was it, at the Oscars when he was there. And um, as a public figure, even people like me who aren't following your career as closely, I know who you are and I've seen your face, right? All of that matters because now he's already being talked about or he got suspended from his his army recruiting campaigns and uh, the MCU is allegedly thinking about who to replace him. Uh, uh, as Kang in the Kang dynasty. So it'll be interesting to see what comes with his career from this.
0: Yeah, because he's already, I don't know that he we can put him under the category of canceled, but he's at least postponed. Yeah. Cancellation okay. could come, right? He's postponed. And we should tell you this, because the, the curious message is, Um, which have been independently verified, not rather independently verified from Variety, I'm getting this from. Uh, The woman wrote to majors afterwards that, quote, I told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone. She also said that she was angry that majors had been arrested and that she had made clear the charges did not have her blessing. Quote, I reiterated how this was not an attack. The woman allegedly wrote, person who sent the text also indicates she had injuries and that we had a fine. So obviously Variety's not completely buying it either. They're laying it out there. This is what was given to us through our investigative reporting. Whoever sent the messages said these things. Authorities in New York, they're still moving forward with the charges. Majors was arraigned on a complaint involving misdemeanor charges for assault and aggravated harassment. The Manhattan district attorney's office said Judge ordered Majors released on his own reconnaissance with a limited order of protection. He was scheduled to appear in court on May 8th. Back in February, filmmaker A.B. Allen tweeted about a beloved actor who, in actuality, is a vicious, cruel, abusive human being. Uh-oh. There's a particular actor, relatively new on the scene, who Twitter has violently fallen head over heels for who in actuality is a vicious, cruel, abusive human being both professionally and in his personal life and every new viral first tweet about him drives me insane. Following the news of Major's arrest a user tweeted, now we know who this tweet was about with a screenshot of A.B. Allen's previous post. Allen then simply responded ding, ding, ding Hmm, society theater co-founder and Broadway actor director, Tim Nicolai offered support on Twitter and posts that have since been made private, sharing that it's strangely a relief to know other humans who are out there who understand. Nicolai continued saying that many in Yale and New York City communities later specified to be 2012 to 2017 graduates from NYU, Juilliard, Yale, Consider the actor a quote, sociopath and abuser. Before we get to the effects on his career, Yasmin, I wanna talk about people who you encounter who you may find to be charming. They seem like great people, right? They seem like they're just wonderful. And so, on your gut, you don't wanna believe things about them. Or perhaps the people who accuse them seem perfectly competent and able to hold their own doesn't mean it's not true. And so I wonder what you think about some of the riddles that were posted and some of the guessing game and the underlying things that are being put out on social media, Uh, it's difficult.
1: I whenever you think about charming people in society, right, public figures, whoever, you think of narcissists, or I do, right, I think of the narcissist, right, very, very charming, outwardly, very friendly, always there for people, but really, they just want to be liked, and they want to be loved. And in celebrity culture, you see a lot of that, because that is so much of what celebrity culture is, you know, and on our part, we want to worship and idolize certain figures, especially if we see a strong, handsome, charming man, we want to be like, he is wonderful. He is that. He's everything that we want to believe that these figures can be. You know, We want to have somebody who's so flawless and heroic in our lives, because in real life, we know that these people don't actually exist, right? I love Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. He's not real. He's literally fiction. And that's why he is a thing, you know, because he can't be real. He's too perfect, right? We don't know... We don't really know how to act then whenever these people fall off of the pedestals that we put them on. And it's kind of heartbreaking because we are the ones who put them up there, you know? And maybe they tricked us into into putting them up there or maybe they were just doing the thing that celebrities do. Maybe they were just doing their jobs as a public figure and we fell for it again. Wow.
0: And there's still people today who believe that Bill Cosby just loved Pudding Pops, okay? He yeah. just wanted to eat and sell jello pudding pops and then he made those goofball faces and poked his lips out like that and then he didn't rape anybody okay they want to go in these little camps and it's sad and it's a shame and more people need to wake up okay and live in reality that we're all human let's talk about the effects of major's career that's the least important thing but we'll go there he's worked hard and apparently According to some people, he's done some things. The backlash following Major's arrest has been swift. Advertisements he filmed for the U.S. Army, Be All You Can Be, just not accused of abuse, apparently. That campaign being pulled. Speculation regarding his Marvel future running rampant among fans. According to industry insider Jeff Snyder of the Hot Mike podcast, Marvel Studios execs are deliberately, or deliberating rather, they're deliberating the next steps to take following Major's highly publicized arrest, which led to the actor being arraigned on assault and harassment charges. Evidently, the company is yet to reach a decision on the matter. And I want to give you the last word on this, Yasmin, because I suspect they have not reached the last word on the matter, not because it hasn't been fully adjudicated. I predict there'll be a deal, a settlement, something. It'll probably go away somehow. But they're kind of like doing that thing where they kind of just see what are people going to put up with here yeah. before they make a decision? It's about money.
1: Yeah, like with everything, whenever we're talking about the MCU or Disney or even the army recruiting campaigns, you know, it's all about the money and it's uh, how little money do we need to spend, Right. How much effort do we need to spend finding maybe a replacement for him to play kang right and also how many people are not going to come see this movie who would have otherwise come to see this movie if we hadn't replaced this actor you know and the court of public opinion is always interesting to me because it almost is like a snapshot of society right if you take a picture of society two weeks ago and then if you take one today, it's it can be a completely different picture, right? And in some ways, it reflects how quickly people can integrate and process new information. And it's a good thing to to do that, right? It's a good thing to adjust conceptions and feelings based on new information. But the flip side of that is that it can be a little bit fickle. And that kind of speaks to what you were talking about as far as like just testing the wind and seeing where it is today. But the thing is, it's going to change tomorrow or it could potentially change tomorrow. So. We'll have to see how it plays out. But the thing is, we just don't have enough information about what actually happened yet to make any kind of judgment call.
0: Yeah, you're right. They're going to try to thread a needle and it's going to be like something that kind of goes
2: like this. Um, it's very interesting. So Don Lemon has had a a stretch of um, Don. Okay.
0: Is that fair to say? Don Lemon's had a stretch of Don. Variety now out with a brand new article. Don Lemon's accused of misogyny, diva, behavior. Who are you, Don? Okay, because I knew you way back when we worked together. Who are you? Are you that kid raised by your mama in Louisiana, or are you everything that's in this article? I've recently gotten in trouble for his on-air comment about Nikki Haley's age, Variety has released an expose of Don Lemon's apparent or behavior in the workplace. Okay. Incidents involving Kira Phillips, his former co-anchor. Back in 2008, Don Lemon was co-anchoring CNN's Live from Weekday. There, it was a show with Kira for months, tensions between the pair, the article goes on to say, kept mounting. Phillips was on assignment in Iraq, a coveted role, high-profile gig that Lemon wanted. He vented his disappointment of being passed over by tearing up pictures and notes on top of an inside Kira Phillips' desk in the news pod they shared. That's according to two sources who worked there at the time. You go into my desk when I'm not there, and you're you about to find out, partner, as soon as I get stateside, okay? There's more. When Kira Phillips returned from Iraq, things only got weirder. One night, while dining with members of the news team, she received the first of two threatening text messages from an unknown number on her flip phone that warned, now you've crossed the line and you're going to pay for it. Phillips was visibly rattled quickly enlisted CNN's higher ups to identify the sender. Remarkably, the text were traced back to Don. Don, let me that. That was according to the same sources. Hmm. More alleged misogynistic behavior. Lemon called one of his producers fat to her face. Not long before he was identified as sending threatening texts to Phillips, he mocked Nancy Grace on air, mimicked her. That shocked fellow colleague. Grace declined comment, but a person close to her tells Variety, she, quote, thinks he's an ass. And that he was always rude, dismissive, really unfamiliar with the news content being discussed. That was the beginning of when you knew that Don was kind of volatile and didn't say good things about women, says a witness to the Grace incident. 2008. He was upset that Soledad O'Brien landed the gig of hosting CNN's high-profile Black in America docu-series. During an editorial call attended by roughly 30 staffers, he suggested O'Brien isn't black, according to witnesses who found the characterization wildly offensive. Quoting, Don always wanted to be front and center on anything high profile, especially anything involving race, says a colleague. Now, O'Brien, who was not present, tells Variety, and this is what I like about Soledad, she just goes on the record and she's at a point in her career where She's just going to tell you how she feels. And she really doesn't care how you feel about the way she feels. Okay? She feels she's earned the right, I think. Here's Soledad's quote. Don has a long habit of saying idiotic and inaccurate things, so it sounds pretty on brand for him. (laughs) Okay. CNN spokesperson said, Don... Soledad and others have in the past correctly referred to her Afro-Cuban heritage as it is a unique part of her personal story. But Don denies making any related remark in a derogatory way. When he wasn't shocking his cohorts, the article goes on to say he was annoying them with diva-like behavior, says one. Skipping editorial calls, showing up late to the newsroom, or just generally exhibiting disengaged behavior. In 2009, CNN was allowed to send one journalist into the Staples Center to cover the Michael Jackson Memorial. Lemon was the choice, while Anderson Cooper and O'Brien anchored outside. Sources remember Lemon complaining on social media that Cooper got more airtime. Explaining as to how this has gone on for so long, Variety spoke with more than a dozen former and current colleagues who painted a picture of a journalist who flouted rules, cozied up to power, all while displaying open hostility to many female co-workers, each and every time he appeared to charm his way out of facing any meaningful consequences. So I I had several reactions as I was reading the article. The a half-hearted attempt to make it appear that they support him somewhat, although they made sure to say Don says, the CNN spokesperson. It occurred to me that this could just be an article that someone pitched inside Variety and they ran with it. Or it could be the very people sometimes in your own backyard who are making sure things are written about you for their own agenda. Doesn't mean that this isn't true or parts of it aren't true. But I also want to know these unnamed sources, unlike Soledad, the article is based mostly on people, including former colleagues, saying these things about Don Lemon. What's your reaction to this? It's a hit piece, deserved or not. It's a hit piece, Yasmin.
1: Yeah, so I personally don't have any strong opinions regarding Don Lemon. So like I'm not particularly shocked or disappointed when I when I read the story, but it is an interesting story to contrast with the previous one that we just were talking about because here we have a situation where there have been repeated, documented and consistent instances allegedly of one person behaving badly in a workplace setting. And for whatever reason, this behavior allegedly has been consistently excused and diminished, despite the negative impacts that it has apparently been having on the women around him and his male colleagues. Now we can speculate as to why that is, you know, there's speculation that identity politics protected him a little bit as a black man and a gay anchor. Uh, There was also what we were just talking about that networks will do as little as they think they need to to do, or they'll do as much as they think that they can get away with, in other words. So it's easier to keep Don Lemon on CNN than it is to replace him. But honestly, is it that hard to replace him? I feel like just get another anchor. <laughs> it's wow. So problematic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you made it sound so simple. And you might be right. What I glean from this mm-hmm. is less about Lemon and more about poor management or perhaps decades, okay? It's really not that hard to lead. It's just that a lot of people who aren't cut out for it or aren't held accountable are placed in these leadership roles. I mean, that's my take. If there's a leader in the house, others don't have to manipulate and fill that void in a newsroom or a warehouse or anywhere else. It really is that simple. If you have children, I have a child, a daughter. If you don't lead, they're going to figure out where they're going to go. And you may or may not like it. And it may even get
1: you in trouble. Is that an oversimplification, Jasmine? No, I don't think so. And in the article, they did mention that Don Lemon has a pattern of, you know, bending the rules as much as he thinks he can. It was something like if you give him a rule, he's going to try and bend it pretty soon, you know. So this seems to be a pattern of behavior. They know what he's like. And for whatever reason, like you said, nobody there seems to have been able to manage him effectively in that personality. And it seems like they've tried to a little bit, maybe not as much as they needed to. But that gets into like a whole issue of like workplace politics, which I know we don't have time to cover now because that's a whole separate topic. But you're right. A lot of people tend to get promoted to positions of authority or positions of power over others, whether or not they deserve to be. There's a million reasons why people can be promoted. And more often than not, those reasons are anything but the fact that they were the most qualified person for that role. So it happens.
0: It happens. And when you pay more attention to Don Lemon's pink suit or that hoodie outfit that everyone was going crazy over, even the late night host picked it up, perhaps you're not paying attention to other things that matter. This is Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I'm Sharon Reed, sitting in for The
2: Good Doctor today. Yasmin Leah Khan also joins us as guest, guest host. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, And for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, let's get
0: you some more viewer comments. Uh, First up, Jonathan Majors, not off the hook. Charge is not dropped. And that assault case out of New York, TYT member Valerie says, well, let's not forget how much Ezra Miller got away with. If Majors is treated more harshly, the possibly racist double standard will be clear. And I think this is the point I'd like to make. You do know both things could be true. Okay. You could be called out, treated more harshly by law enforcement, and maybe have done something. Maybe not as much as they said. Maybe you did exactly that. But Yasmin, I think you're right. We just don't we don't know yet. About varieties, Don Lemon accused of misogyny, diva behavior, expose. They spent a lot of time on this story. Okay. Spent a lot of time on this story. YouTuber mosquito. Bite says, getting in big trouble used to destroy your chance of a political career. Not anymore. Are you saying Don should run for politics? Maybe. I know somebody who's proof that you don't have to read much. You don't have to do any of that. Okay. So maybe you're right. Uh, Let's get you one more YouTube member. Bob Tricky 2. Oh, love for you, Sharon. I did not choose this one on purpose. Love the show and hope the doc has some good time off. Happy Easter. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. And he's earned it. Now, Donald Glover, keeping it real. Tina Fey admitted I was a diversity hire. It's just, it's just there's your headline. Okay, let that marinate, if you will. During an interview with GQ actor Donald Glover shared about his time working as a staff writer on 30 Rock with Tina Fey and some of the problematic conversations that occurred. Glover would say, there's no animosity between us or anything like that, but Tina Fey said it herself. Was a diversity thing, said Glover from a 2018 New Yorker profile of Glover. He noted that his own skin color had surely influenced his career beginning with his first job as a writer on 30 Rock. I wonder, am I being hired just because I'm black? Tina Fey, the show's creator and star, told me that the answer was in large part yes. She admired Glover's talent, but hired him because funds from NBC's diversity initiative made him free. A free hire. Fey's account of Glover, Based 2011 memoir, Bossy Pants, she wrote, Donald was our only African-American writer at the time, but his real diversity was that he was our only cool young person who could tell us what kids were listening to these days. Determining Glover's real diversity and concluding it wasn't his blackness is so fay, But the point is that this conversation that's now happening has been happening. Garden Fay's admiration of Glover's youth, she wrote his Time 100 blurb in which she said, now Donald is serving you best case scenario millennial realness. Problematic writing of 30 Rock. 30 Rock's most troubling riffs on race involved Jane Krakowski's character, Jenna. In the first She wears blackface during an argument with Tracy Morgan's Tracy Jordan about whether white women have it harder than black men. Tracy in turn wore white makeup, a wig, and a Jenna-esque outfit. In one, John Hamm's face is darkened during a riff on the racism of Amos and Andy. In another, his hand is replaced with that of an executed black prisoner. Even while they were conceiving these episodes, Faye and her collaborators obviously knew that blackface jokes could be problematic. And one behind-the-scenes clip from the 30 Rock DVD set, the show's creator holds up a photo of Jenna in blackface and notes that the character has twice worn race-changing makeup. Faye adds that this is, quote, not great. The show's few black crew members also questioned the show's judgment the first time the show did blackface. 30 Rock prop master Kevin Latson told me, that didn't bother me because I understood the comedy behind that. It was clear that Jenna was an idiot and that the device was being used to make a larger point about people of color and women being pitted against one another. When Jenna wore blackface again, though, there was no bigger issue being satirized. Okay. I came down and I saw Jenna and that, that really hurt, Ladson said. And I said, I really want you to know how this gets a pass. But with everyone else on set laughing, Ladson didn't feel like he had anyone to share his pain with. Is Donald Glover from these readings, these excerpts, excerpts a gift? Someone to be treasured for their talent? Or somebody we had to have on the set and maybe helped us a little bit? It's very murky. Very murky,
1: Yasmin. Well, okay. So I have watched 30 Rock and, you know, a lot of Tina Fey's work and things like that. And obviously, Donald Glover is a very talented individual. I think it'd be very hard for somebody to deny that. But I had to think about this for a minute, right? There's a lot going on here, right? I don't think Donald Glover is mad about the way he was hired. And I don't think Tina Fey was mad about hiring him, right? If anything, this is kind of an, the exact reason why we have diversity hiring practices in place because now we do have Donald Glover who has gone on to have a very successful career, not necessarily because he got a leg up, but because he earned it, right? He's proven himself to be immensely talented time and time again. And now I don't know if somebody less diverse and more talented was perhaps passed over for the job so that Donald Glover could have it, but I don't think Tina Fey would have hired him if she didn't actually want him there, right? She was the head writer at at SNL and 30 Rock was her show. And it was her being the head writer on an SNL-like show. She knows what it takes to put together and lead a team of writers. And she knew what she was looking for. And I don't think she was going to take any chances with 30 Rock. I think you're exactly right. She's a very important person at NBC. And if she didn't want him there, he wouldn't have been
0: there, period. Yeah. Probably if she wanted more money for another hire, she would have gotten that too. I I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but I, I, I prefer people who tell me the truth he asked if he was a diversity hire or whatever the question was She said yeah this is what went down here and I think that you're exactly right about Donald Glover who's somewhat unbothered by this and who now has hired a ex-president's daughter to work at his company (laughs) maybe Malia Obama is the best ever who's developing this thing or maybe she's good enough and qualified and has a pedigree And he gave her a chance because she's an ex-president's daughter. I'll give you the last word.
1: Yeah, you know, I know Tina Fey gets some flack for the things that she has said and the things that, that she's written on occasion. But overall, I don't think that she's not an ally or I don't think she has bad intentions whenever she does things like that. And the instance with the blackface on 30 Rock. The first time it happened, I don't actually remember the second time, but I do remember the first time, and it was. It was within context, and it was making a bigger point. And the character, Jenna, she is very that, you know, to not think about those consequences. And I think it's still important to have those kind of conversations, uh, conveyed through art, right. Through media and entertainment, because people look at it and those examples stick in people's minds better than like reading an article or something about like why blackface is bad. You know, it helps people to see things play out sometimes. And I'm not making an argument pro blackface just for the record, but I'm yeah. saying that we can and should and we do, I think, overall learn from these things. Tina Fey even said herself, it wasn't great that we did all that. So I think uh, overall, we should, whenever we're judging art, we should be a little bit um, considerate of the context also. I think you're
0: right. And art helps a lot of people learn who weren't looking to learn. Okay, They just like the show and they got hit with that. So there you have it. i uh, quickly tell people where they can find you, Yasmin.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at, uh, at Yaz K, Y-A-Z-Z-Z-Z, K5Zs, and also on the Breakdown, the Ter- Young Turks, the Breakdown channel on YouTube. I'm there. Wow, well, we
0: love you. Love your commentary. Can't wait to do it again. Thank you so much. This is Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reading
2: for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. He's back tomorrow.